This is episode 79. I am co-hosting today with Claire Nicolau and today we're talking about the power of thought in overall health and well-being. We are going to discuss today how thoughts can affect our behaviours and the link between the two and why our thoughts can significantly impact on our behaviour and then we're going to explore how to become aware so we can make different choices with our behaviours. I'm your host Lisa Victoria for Alternative Health Tools where together we discover and share alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. Welcome Claire. Hello. Fantastic to have you here today. Thank you. It's it's great it's great to be here. Um and this is this is such a this is such a great topic I think because the power of thought in overall health and well-being is just something that is is just it's, it's just I think it's mind-blowing because we have so many thoughts every day so many of those thoughts are unconscious thoughts or subconscious thoughts and the kind of predominant nature of where those thoughts sit hugely impact on our behaviors if those thoughts are predominantly the negative thoughts then our behaviors tend to be the negative behaviors because because that's what one flows from the other and I think it's just so interesting when you look at the the health and well-being area that our thoughts need to kind of be focused on on what we actually are trying to achieve what rather than what we're trying to avoid absolutely and I think exactly what you've just said there I was once told you know we have on average 70,000 thoughts a day uh, and what you're saying is if we're focusing on what we're trying to avoid if we're having 70,000 thoughts it can be quite an uphill battle would you yeah, think? Yeah absolutely oh god yeah totally totally so with our subconscious thoughts then, if we've got subconscious thoughts between maybe 95 to 97% of the time, so when we wake up in the morning, we, you know, we have our morning routine, it's all subconscious, isn't it? Because I know in the morning I wake up, I check my phone historically, I'd then maybe get up, I'd go and use the bathroom, I'd have a shower, I'd then go downstairs and do my morning routine. And it was all subconscious. I'd never really thought about interrupting that and would I choose to do things differently if I was consciously aware of what I was thinking and how I was behaving? And when I was introduced to the concept of conscious thoughts, I actually questioned myself and said, would I choose to pick my phone up in the morning, the first thing when I wake up? So now I am consciously trying not to pick my phone up first thing and trying to make my morning routine work for me more effectively than just letting my subconscious run the show so a question for you how how do you feel about you know your subconscious thoughts and what kind of impacts do they have on you on a daily basis oh gosh absolutely I think that's I think that's um that's so interesting about where you start in the morning because I also start in the morning by trying not to think about things or not not trying to let thoughts run away with me that then might detect dictate the rest of my day so um I you know we're very British aren't we cup of tea in the morning 
wake up, go downstairs, make a cup of tea. I love my morning ritual of a cup of tea. And what I try and do with my cup of tea in the morning is I try and think about how I want my day to start, how I want to set my day and what I want to achieve in my day. That's not something that I've always done. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this in later episodes. But what I love about my morning ritual is that I can use that to think about what I want to achieve, what I'm pleased I've achieved in yesterday and where I want to go. And the funny thing I think about the the thoughts that you have is that they can, you know, they can sabotage us from the minute we wake up until the minute we go to sleep, can't they? You know, there's so many things, you know, I can go downstairs, make my cup of tea and the dog's saying to me, you know, take me out, take me out. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, but I really ought to answer these emails or I ought to go to the gym or I ought to put a washing load on. And what I've trained myself to do is actually to think about how I want my day to look. There's always actually enough time. We, we always think there's not enough time to do things. There is actually always enough time. And it's just a case of prioritizing and stopping listening to all that chatter in your head that says, yes, but you've got to do this. Yes, but you've got to do that. Yes, but you've got to do the other. Because actually the first thing that you do in the morning, the most important thing to do in the morning is to set your intention for the day get that sorted so that you can then plan plan the day around you rather than planning the day around what you think you should be doing. Does that make does that make sense? That makes total sense and I love that. So basically what we're saying is when you wake up in the morning and have your British cup of tea, you're consciously choosing in that moment to set your intent for the day and practice gratitude and everything you've achieved the day before. So following on from that, what would you be your biggest piece of advice to the listeners if they were to get up in the morning? What would you recommend that they do when they get up in the morning? I think, I think what I would really say is set your intention for the day. What kind of a day do you want to have? I have, I have this, uh, this diary that I use called the six minute diary, which is, it sounds like to some people, I think it would sound really too simple, but it's so, so impactful. So when you wake up in the morning, it's supposed to be three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. So you wake up in the morning. For us, we get our cup of tea. We come upstairs. You open the diary and it asks you, three things that you're grateful for and it can be really simple things so I could say well I'm grateful for my hot cup of tea I'm grateful for the good night's sleep I've had I'm grateful that I can see the sunshine out of my window or I'm grateful that I've you know I can I can read the 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 words on the page it can be really really easy simple things you write down three things that you're grateful for and then it says how are you going to make today good And I think that's so empowering because that's where your thoughts can really lead you astray. So I can think to myself, right, what's going to be great about today? So when I did it this morning, I said to myself, what's going to be great about today? Okay, so I am going to, this is what I wrote down this morning. I said, I'm going to spend time in the fresh air today. I'm going to take the dog for a long walk. I'm going to get out and experience the beautiful summer's day that we've got. I'm going to do, the second thing I was going to do, I'm going to do productive work. Um, I'm going to, you know, look after things that my clients have today. I'm going to do what I need to do for them. Third thing was, I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to, um, you know, make an effort to engage with them, um, talk about their day and 
and and kind of put put all that together in a, in a in a really good day. And when I set that out at the beginning of the day, it's so much easier to then live that intention. So start of the morning, and and I think that's fantastic. You don't need to have a diary to do that. But even if you just wake up in the morning and you say, "This is how I'd like my day to go," and these are two or three things I really appreciate about my day, I think then you you just set yourself up for a better day. What do you think? I, I love that. And I think what you're saying there is you're giving yourself a sense of direction. You're giving yourself a goal for the end of the day. And that might be just to enjoy the walk with a dog or to serve your clients in the best way you can. And I think when you have that end goal that you're focusing on, it gives you something to work to. Whereas quite often, you know, if you wake up in the morning like I used to and you're kind of aimlessly shooting throughout the day and you're reacting to circumstances throughout the day. So like you said earlier, you know, oh gosh, I haven't replied to that email or the dog's calling me to go out for a walk or whatever it may be. And then the challenges that we have in our lives, because we all have them, you know, whether you've got children who are getting up in the morning and wanting your attention or whether, you know, you, you've got an important client to meet or you're late for work you know quite quickly we can get derailed from what it is we want to achieve in that day and 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 what you're saying really is quite often it's the simple things in life isn't it is it's being able to serve the people that you're going to interact with that day it's being able to enjoy the bit of fresh air it's being able to be grateful for the fact that you said you know being able to read the words on the page it doesn't have to be anything big it's just taking that moment and that time out and I guess one of the things that I'm you know hearing from you Claire is that it doesn't have to take long you know you said the the kind of three minutes in the morning practicing gratitude and setting your intent for the day everyone can find three minutes in their day and everyone can make three minutes in the day and do you think that finding those three minutes in the morning can really impact the way your day goes if you don't Hugely. find those three minutes I, I i think i i think it's like as you say finding three minutes for all of us shouldn't be a challenge and if it is a challenge i think it's important that we look at why that is a challenge because three minutes is such a tiny proportion of our day i think three minutes to think is wonderful i think three minutes to write something down is is 10 times more powerful 20 times more powerful because I think we're all told you know whatever job we do whatever life skill we have we're always told write things down write your goals down write your shopping list down the point of writing things down is that then that goes into your goes into your memory you think about it you remember it you can then look at it again if you need to and I think the power of writing something down even if that's just 30 seconds writing it down in the morning you can revisit it at night and you can say to yourself, did I achieve that? Okay, maybe I didn't achieve it today. Why didn't I achieve it? How can I look to achieve it tomorrow? Or what are the barriers for me in, in why that didn't go well for me today? And I find, um, personally, if I write something down, whatever it is, if I write it down, it's got a much better chance of staying with me and so if that if if what I'm writing down is what I want to achieve for today I'm so much more likely to achieve it than if I if I don't what do you you think absolutely and I I think it, it is setting that intention isn't it and having that direction for the day I guess because if you haven't got that direction then how do you know 
where, where you're aiming for and, and where you're going. And I think the biggest thing for me there is that it doesn't have to be a time-consuming exercise. And Not at all. I guess, you know, you're, you're a, a busy mum and you're a busy career lady and you have lots of, you know, things going on in your life as well. So for our listeners out there, what what's kind of the biggest... What's the biggest tip you can give them if they think, you know, maybe that's okay for you, but I haven't got time to do that because I've got so many errands to run in the morning. What's the biggest tip you could give them that's like a bit of a a life hack, if you like, to be able to get them into this routine of making that time for themselves in the morning to set their intent for the day? I guess then that would be um, if you, you know, if like, you know, you and I, we're, we're really busy people. We have an awful lot on our plate. We do stuff. Uh, we have to get things done. We are accountable to people. My biggest, I guess my biggest life hack for that would be set your alarm 10 minutes earlier. So you wake up 10 minutes earlier, your alarm goes off, you go downstairs, you make your cup of tea, you have a glass of water or, you do, or whatever, but you then have that just five or 10 minutes of this is my time. This is my time before I get involved in my daily life. This is a time where I can think about what I want to achieve today and how best I can do that. I guess that would be my biggest, biggest life hack. What would you say? I think that's a really good one. I think it's being disciplined enough to actually have, you know, I do what's called a miracle morning. So in the morning, I'll wake up, I'll set my alarm and I'll do my meditation. I'll set my intent for the day. How do I want to feel at the end of the day? So I know what feeling I'm aiming for at the end of the day. And maybe that's happy, calm, energized. Um, But it's also what do I want to achieve in that day? So I call that my miracle morning routine. I guess on the days where sometimes, you know, an interruption comes in, something doesn't quite go to plan, so I might be sat doing my miracle morning and, you know, the phone might ring or, you know, someone in the house might interrupt that routine. And to deal with that challenge right there in the moment, it's almost like having a, for me, it's almost like having a bare minimum. So my miracle morning might be meditation, setting my intent for the day. What do I want to achieve? How do I want to feel at the end of the day? Doing a little bit of yoga. But if I get interrupted, it's like, well, what's the bare minimum I want to get out of that time? So if I only had 30 seconds or a minute to do my miracle morning, what is the absolute must do? And how can I do that on the go if I've been interrupted? So I now have to do that when I'm in the car and driving somewhere. So for me, it's about just taking that step back and thinking, you know, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. I want to achieve a couple of things today and go back to basics. And like you say, just even if I'm having to do this on the go because something's interrupted my morning routine, it's understanding what's the really important key things I want to get out of the day. And you can absolutely do that while you're on the go. I can do that really quickly, can't you? Yeah. I can really, I love, I love the concept of the miracle morning. I think that's, that's awesome. I do my meditation at night before I go to sleep. And I know we'll, we'll talk about meditation in, in, in future sessions. Um, but I, I love to hear about how people put meditation into their, into their daily lives. But I love the concept of the miracle morning because just the words miracle morning, make you kind of they they must energize you they must think gosh like every day is a miracle 
Um, and how am I going to use this miracle today to make my day fantastic? I, I absolutely love that. I think that's a great concept. But I agree with you that you can you can do it if your time is short. You can set your intention on your way to work. If you're if you're commuting to work, you can set your intention when you're coming down having your breakfast or, or doing whatever your morning routine is, it can fit into your morning routine. And I think one of the things that I find fascinating about not setting your intention for the day is how quickly things can unravel if you don't have that intention. And one of the one of the things that I that does make me chuckle um in you know in, in my own life is how my thoughts can impact on my day when I don't set my intention properly. And one of my one of my key ones, and I use this quite a lot when I'm talking to people, is about how um, I decide I'm going to go to the gym. And I, um, but sometimes if I haven't set that intention and I've got a break in my day and I think to myself, right, I should go to the gym. I should, I should go and take some time out for me. And I get in the car and I'm driving to the gym. And as I'm driving to the gym, my head is saying to me, um, it's saying, Claire, you're a bit tired. You went to the gym yesterday. You've got those phone calls to make. You've got that work to do. You've got that dinner to prepare later. You've got all these things that actually you could be doing if you hadn't gone to the gym. And actually, by the way, you hadn't set out this morning the fact that you were going to go to the gym. So I'm driving to the gym and there have been occasions where I've literally almost pulled into the car park and I have turned around and I have gone home because my head is saying to me, you shouldn't be doing this, you don't have time. It's all about time, isn't it? It's always about time. And then when I get home, my voice goes, mm, a bit lazy. You actually do have time because do you know what? You don't have to do that call for another half an hour. You don't have to make that dinner until later tonight. You could have done you know, something else. You could have taken that time for you, but oh, moment gone. And actually now you know, you've been a bit lazy. And, and that kind of, I know I'm laughing about it now, but on days where I haven't set my intent, that can actually impact on my day quite um, negatively. And, and it does, actually, because, you know, for me, going to the gym is not so much about the exercise as the time out for me and the reset for me and the taking time out of my busy day and the quietening of the thoughts and if I don't take that time out, particularly if I've spent half an hour driving there and driving back and haven't even gone into the building, um, that can affect me. That can affect me genuinely in a negative way. And that's something that I find if I set my intention the night before I go to sleep or the morning I wake up, it's so much less likely to happen. So what, what I'm hearing you say there is your thoughts and your intentions can really affect your behaviours throughout Hugely. the day. Hugely. So if you haven't set your intention and your positive thoughts to go to the gym that morning, then your behaviours in the afternoon might be that you drive to the gym and then talk yourself out of going to the gym and drive home again, yeah. which is counterproductive <laughs> because... I put my clean gym stuff away again and... You've driven all that way, not gone to the gym, come home, and then you beat yourself up for not going to the gym. Absolutely. So it's, it, it translates through to that behaviour level, doesn't it? And Completely. If we're not clear on what we want to do from the outset and clear on our thoughts, then our behaviours can then, I guess, you know, kind of be They sabotaged. match our thoughts, don't yeah. they? They match our thoughts. Yeah. Give me an example of... of what what you do, what you can do if you don't set your intention for the day. So if I don't set my intention for the day, 
I guess for me, my thoughts can run away with me and tell me I've got so much to do. Um, just do this, just do that, just do the other. Oh, you've not called that person. You've not done that on your to-do list. And it can just run wild with me. So I end up just running around like a headless chicken trying to keep all the balls in the air. Whereas actually, if I set my intent for the day and I think, right, okay, what do I want to achieve today? What's really important to me? How do I want to feel today? And most of the time for me, that's calm and in control rather than kind of scatting. And when I set that intent for the day, quite often then I can write down a list of what I want to achieve in the day and how can I can go about doing it. So then as I go through my day, I then get to the end of the day and I think I feel really proud of myself and I practice that gratitude, as you say, because I was able to focus on what I wanted to do and what was realistic. So I set myself realistic goals for the day. Whereas if I don't set my intent for the day, kind of my head says to me, we should do this, you should do that. And I end up like running around like a headless chicken, doing half a job of everything, get to the end of the day, feel like I've not achieved anything and feel really frustrated with myself. So I guess kind of then that kind of goes back to if I'm in control of my day, I'm feeling calm at the end of the day. And if I'm not, I'm feeling really frustrated and wound up and tired and exhausted. And we all know kind of behavior follows thoughts, doesn't it? And when our behaviors are negative, like me running around like a headless chicken trying to achieve anything and everything because there's always something to do on your to-do list, it exhausts me and then my energy drops. And all we ever want at the end of the day, I guess, is to feel good. So for me, setting my intent at the beginning of the day helps me feel good at the end of the day, helps me feel calm and in control. And then I'm good to get a good night's sleep, which then can Mm -hmm. impact on our health. And then the next morning I can wake up and get going again whereas if I haven't set my intent for the day and I'm feeling frustrated I then don't sleep very well so then I wake up the next morning and I'm feeling even more frustrated because I've got even more to do today but it's interrupting that and saying right okay let's reset and we will talk about this in subsequent you know uh, episodes on how to interrupt you know those thought processes and how to take back control of your conscious thoughts because Quite often our subconscious 95 to 97% of the time is running our lives and is affecting our behaviours. So I guess for our listeners out there, one of the key messages I'd like to get across in this episode is just to be aware of what thoughts you're experiencing on a daily basis. How is that driving your behaviour and is that working for or against you? And if that's working against you, then definitely tune into future podcasts because we're going to give you some tips and tools on how to get your thoughts and your behaviours working for you rather than against you. So you get more time back, you get more energy, you get more clarity, you get those calm feelings and in control feelings. And I guess from my perspective, that's... um, how my thoughts and my behaviours can impact my day. What what would you say, Claire, to our listeners today? I, I completely agree with you. I think what well, I think while you were saying that, what I thought was really interesting is that we we set our intention today to just talk about general things about the power of thought in overall health and well being and where we have landed. And I think it's actually so important that we did was about setting our intention from from the get go setting your intention from the start of the day and how important that is. And I just wanted to loop back to something that you said, actually, Lisa, which was about where you set realistic goals for the day. 
And I just wondered whether you could just give a very quick overview of how you how you go about that because realistic goals are not always that easy to come up with. Um, I know sometimes with me when I'm when I'm trying to set my intention for the day, I will sometimes just list everything that I would like to do in an ideal day. And I actually know realistically that won't necessarily get done. So, so how do you, how do you set realistic goals for the day? What, what's kind of the process that you go through to, to, to do that? Cause I think that's, I think that's fascinating. I think it'd be really, really important for, for people to hear. I think that's a really good question. And it was something that I historically I wasn't very good at doing because like you just said, I used to have this massive long list and I used to see it as a challenge to get through this long list. And if it killed me, I would do it and I'd still be working at 10 o'clock at night. But one of the concepts that was introduced to me was a to-be list. You heard of a to-be list? A to-be list? No, I haven't. I haven't. So this to-be list, it's like, well, rather than thinking about, you know, you've got to phone the mortgage company or you've got to phone the utilities company or you've got to meet that client or you've got to go do the shopping or you've got to do the kids' run or, you know, you've got to do the dinner for the family, whatever it is, that's your to-do list. And it's like, wow, you know, I've got a lot to do. I've got to do the washing. I've got to hang it out. It's a good drying day. Whatever it may be, there's always a to-do list and that to-do list always grows. And when I had my to-do list, someone introduced the concept of a to-be list to me. And they said, so you've got your to-do list. What's on your to-be list for today? And I thought, oh, I don't think I've ever had a to-be list. And I thought, well, my to-be list would to be happy, to be present, to be content, um, to be grateful. And then I kind of thought about trying to tie that in with my to-do list. So in the morning when I do my miracle morning, I think about what's on my to-do list for the today and what's on my to-be list for today. And the to-do list I break down and I think, well, what are my priorities? What do I absolutely have to get done today? And then what else can be on the lower end of my to-do list? But I then match that with my to-be list. So throughout the day, I check in and I think, am I still being grateful? Am I still being happy? Am I still being present? Am I still being calm? Because if I'm doing my to-be list correctly, which is to feel calm, to feel in control, to feel happy, to be grateful, then my to-do list is just going to work its way through. So if I've got four things on my to-do list and I only achieve three in that day, my to-be list says, that's okay, just be grateful for what you've done, be happy with what you've done, so I then don't beat myself up. So I like to run the to-be list in conjunction with the to-do list, and then I always prioritise my to-do list in terms of what do I absolutely have to get done today, and what can wait for tomorrow, and if it has to wait for tomorrow, can I still achieve my to-be list? I absolutely love that. I've never heard that before. Have you I've never, I've never heard you talk about that before. Wow. And of course, you know, we are human beings, aren't we? Not human doings. Yes. And I think, you know, we've spoken about that before. And that, I think that's fantastic. I think that's such, I think that is such a great way to help you set your intention for the day. Um, and I think, I think, you know, if we're, if we're going to leave, if we're going to leave um, our listeners with a, a, a message overall from today's podcast, it's that it is to set your intention for the day and don't make that just about what you have to do make it about how you want to feel how you want to be at the end of it and 
That I think that's I think that's fantastic. I think that's a great I think that's a great way to wrap things up. Yeah. Do you do you agree? I totally agree. I think it's so powerful. You know, we talk about you know we've had conversations before. And, we only ever do something as a human being to have a feeling, don't we? We yes. only ever do the job, we only ever go to the gym, we only ever go out with friends, we only ever go on holidays to, to have get that the feeling, feeling. The feeling of feeling good. Feeling of feeling good. And quite often, before I learnt all this stuff, I was always doing my to-do list. I wasn't doing my to-be to list. And actually, it's the to-be list that counts at the end of the day. We only ever do anything for feelings. So you're absolutely right. If there's one thing listeners can take away from today, it's take the pressure off yourself of your to-do list and just think about your to-be list. And one of the good ways of doing that is like we've discussed, set your morning ritual, whether that's the British cup of tea that we have or whether it's, you know, you haven't got time for that and you do not on your go on your, on your way to work, on your commute to work, that have have a way of incorporating um, a morning ritual, a miracle morning, a set your intent for the day, but not just only thinking about your to-do list, but thinking about your to-be list as well. Absolutely, and just making sure that you set a little bit of time aside for you, even if that's just two or three minutes in the morning, that in itself can just have a hugely importantly positive impact on your day. Fantastic. I love it. Well, thank you very much, Claire, for um, being here today. And thank you. It's been it's been fantastic. Thank you. Very insightful. I love our conversations. I hope all the listeners out there have learned something from today. I'm your host, Lisa Victoria. And for any questions, you can contact us. Um, so Claire at lifehacksforliving.com. And that's Claire, C-L-A-R-E, or Lisa at lifehacksforliving.com. And we will respond to any questions you have off the back of today's podcast. And if you like what you've heard, please do tell others about the podcast. And these can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or anywhere else you get your episodes. Thank you.